Don't forget to use Honor Athletics if you have a karate need. Need a gi, some weapons, some weights? Give them a holler at 770-945-5150 or reach them at honorathletics.com. Don't forget to mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount. Thanks for your support. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to our latest episode. Today, we're going to talk adventure. It's going to be an adventure. We should definitely say who's here. So start me out, Landon. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, it's Jackie. And today, our guest is Sensei Mark. You're totally going to remember him because he was our interview when we did the podcast on Kudo, the episode on Japanese archery. Mm. He is a great karate sensei in his own right. Us. And he's recording from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Hi, sensei. Sensei. Thank you for having me. We're excited. We expanded our first out-of-state guest. Ah, good one. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) If you're a regular listener, then you know that I got the idea to do this episode while we were taping the episode that focused on page 77 of Peter Urban's book, The Karate Dojo. They're going to have to go back and listen to that. It was a great one. Thanks, Landon. Us. Anyway, I reached out to quite a few people over the past few weeks to get input on what they think of when they hear the word adventure. So let's start. And I'm going to do it. I loved what my student, Sensei Ben, said when I posed this question to him. He said, Sensei, when I think of an adventure, I think of exploring. How cool is that? That's really cool. Because it sounds yes. simple, but it's really expansive. Us. Do you know what I mean, Sensei Mark? Absolutely, Sensei. It's very true. Okay, Sensei Jackie, keep it going for me. Well, Sensei, Sensei Andrew Proctor wrote you, and he said, I think of an adventure as being something that takes me out of my comfort zone, something that offers a challenge. Maybe it's an exercise or a karate technique that is difficult for me. So I embark on the adventure of trying to make it less difficult for me to perform. I often find myself on a musical adventure of some sort, learning a difficult piece of music to play or striving to overcome a technical difficulty. So to recap, an adventure for me is to accept the challenge of doing something new or to push through and to learn something that is difficult. That's a really good one. Thank you, Sensei Andrew. I liked that. And if it's okay with you guys, can I read what Sensei Tracy wrote us? I think she'd like that. All right. She said, So I've been thinking about what adventure means to me, and it's definitely a few things. Trying something new that scares me is one kind of adventure. Putting myself in a physically or emotionally risky situation is another kind of adventure. Putting a twist on something ordinary and not knowing what the outcome will be is another kind of adventure. Also, I think really looking at things around me Deeply trying to notice things I've never paid attention to before. I think that encompasses the main things. If I think of anything else, I'll let you know. And I really like what Sensei Tracy said when she said, putting a twist on something ordinary. That's it. I agree with you guys. And I want to add that it's possible in the Zen podcast, I mentioned this, that I read years ago and now cannot find anywhere a saying that said, Zen is finding the extraordinary hidden within the ordinary. Mm, Mm. I like that. I love that, right? Yes, absolutely. I remember I've seen that before too. It always stuck in my head after that. If you find it, you'll let me know, right? Okay, I know you've got some thoughts on adventure, Sensei Mark. 
I, I do, and, and these are these are uh, tough acts to follow. Uh, I'll give it a try, though. Uh, regarding adventure in particular, I feel that it requires some some unknown and a measure of uncertainty in your day. So getting out of bed in the morning, it brings with it as much uncertainty about the course of the day as does any sort of mission to a jungle or any far realm. And if you can claim otherwise, uh, you're either one of two things. You're either A, a psychic, or <laughs> B, you are wildly overconfident about your agency in the world, because one of the only constants in this world is change and chance. I really do like that. And this is absolutely not the first time we've mentioned that. Us? Right? That's you true. think you'd get used to the fact that change is the only constant, and yet, I never do. And yet people <laughs> fight it tooth and nail. <laughs> As if, uh, I told some of my coworkers, I said, you know, they would, uh, folks warned me things would change and surprise me, and I believed them, and I'm still surprised. <laughs> every time it happens, it's like it's brand new. That's so cool. <laughs> okay, I've got one more. And this one is from Sensei Mike in Miami, who said, Master Collegian sought and found adventure in everything, from the hazardous to the mundane. He wrote, that the testing of oneself should be daily. To me, that is really the essence of adventure, to test yourself, to face that challenge, to go outside your comfort zone and take a risk, and to do so with a sense of joy, not fear. The adventure doesn't have to be exotic to be real. Mm. That's really interesting, Sensei. Can I mention that I loved when you told me what Darlene told you? Oh, I loved it too. Go for it. Darlene said that it's important to divide adventures into two types, the adventures of daily activities, the great stories that make up your day, and then to go adventuring, a walk in the woods or a trip Mm -hmm. around the world. I love that visual. And I do want to say that she and I had that in a Zoom conversation. So it's not exactly the old fashioned way, but it's kind of because we were speaking. Us, that's true. (laughs) And not written. That certainly counts. Zoom is the new telephone. (laughs) Okay. Sensei Mark, will you please finish up by reading what Sensei Sherry wrote me? I liked this one too. I like them all. Absolutely, Sensei. I'd be honored to. So Sensei Sherry said, it's finding and experiencing the way, my way of goju karate. When I enter the dojo, which can be anywhere you are, I feel a sense of adventure, whether I'm teaching a children's class, the unexpected questions from the six-year-olds, or training in self-defense and sparring with the men and senseis in our dojo. It's the unexpected in knowing how to respond to those situations, and most importantly, the following day's journey, one day at a time in betterment of yourself. I think you could relate this outside the dojo, like say you were a cyclist, you know, you you ride all the time, but each one is a little different than the one before that. For sure. Say you were recording a podcast. Us. There you go. Each one is definitely different than the one before. (laughs) Its own unique beast. That's very true, Sensei. So from here... I'm going to note that there are definitely a few themes. Don't you guys agree? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Lots of people said go outside your comfort zone. Lots of people mentioned risk and growth. Thanks. Those were good ones. And I want to add on to what Darlene said and divide our conversation into parts. One, the adventures of daily life. Two, to go adventuring. Three, what about when adventure is thrust upon you? And finally, the idea that I've had for so many years the adventures that a person has for their own internal growth. Mm, So no one else even sees it. It's all happening inside of us. I like that concept. Okay, let's get started. 
Let's talk about the adventures in daily life. Boy, I have them, don't you? <laughs> Perhaps too many sometimes, Sensei. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say one of my goals is to try to, to treat each moment with as much aplomb. And what word do I want to put there that's better? Like a calm center. That That is it. Then um, to be frenetic and radical and, and lose my focus. Us. That is a goal. Does anybody have anything to add on to the adventures of daily life? Because we get them. Not every 365 days or 66 days of the year are the same. Everyone is different. And I think that that's in itself an adventure. Okay, good point. And I think it's how the person perceives it. Because to some people, every day is the same. They complain about it. It's to this, it's to that. And yet to a person who wants to live, every moment of every day is alive. And that's what makes the adventure of the day. Absolutely, Sensei Jackie. I've I've heard the phrase before that maintenance isn't glamorous. You know, if the Lord of the Rings were just Bilbo Baggins sweeping the floor and doing the dishes and, <laughs> you know, taking a bath, very few people would want to read it. it there's, there's very few glamorous things in, in combing your hair and, and taking out the trash. But I feel like the important part of, of happiness or important part of contentment in life is being able to find those centers of adventure, those centers of uncertainty, and sort of those moments of contentment and even those non-shiny parts of your life. If you don't do that, you'll you blink and suddenly 2020 has gone by because you've been stuck <laughs> at home the entire time. As I'm sure many of us have uh, experienced last year. Those are some really good points. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about going adventuring. Mm. Who wants to start? You start me out, Sensei Mark. Going adventuring. This this to me seems like the more exotic trip sort of feel. But even if you're going on an exotic trip, uh, if I fly to Thailand or Japan every other weekend, at some point it may stop feeling like an adventure, even though for us, that's a very far away exotic place. And I go back to that feeling that there has to be some measure of, in these trips, uncertainty or something of the unknown. And that doesn't mean that going adventuring has to be a large, exotic, expensive, time-consuming trip. Going adventuring could be very well the walk to the park. It could be going to the grocery store you've never been in to find a food you've never tried. These are sort of the the active uncertainties of life that, that can bring the spice, I think, that is needed to a lot of more mundane days. Huh. So could we capsulize that by saying one of the differences between going adventuring and daily adventures would be in going adventuring, you step towards an unknown, whether it's oh. on your doorstep or whether it's 3,000 miles away. Us. How do we like that? I like that. I like that, Sensei. Yeah. I like that. If we put the idea of daily adventures and the idea of going adventuring together, do we come up with adventures thrust upon you? Or is that not a proper equation? I don't think adventures thrust upon you is that. I, I When I think of adventures thrust upon you, it's you wake up in the morning and your dad says, we've never been camping before, but we're going now. <laughs> okay. Good one. Pre-dawn, get in the car. Exactly. And there you go. <laughs> And you do it. What do you think of when you think thrust upon you? I remember that this notion was sort of the uh, a bad word growing up. We would actually never try to use the word adventure. We would say inventure 
uh, for concern of having, shall we say, adventures thrust upon us <laughs> that we weren't prepared for. And uh, it's still a joke in my family where if someone says we're going on an adventure, everyone says, uh, you know, Sh -sh -sh you mean adventure? You know, they're going on an adventure. <laughs> Uh, or an adventure, but you don't say adventure. Um, I do think that the context of having an adventure thrust upon you implies something negative or trying. And I don't think it has to be that way necessarily. But when we think of it as sort of the default, having something thrust upon us is considered an inconvenience. Can you think of any cases where having an adventure thrust upon you would not be an inconvenience? When I won the lottery. Oh, darn, just a couple million dollars. <laughs> like that actually happened. Okay, let me think about that idea of um, could an adventure that is thrust upon you be a positive? And that, I think, is about mental attitude. I think it could be. I kind of related it to a spontaneous adventure. Is that what adventure being thrust upon you? Is Depends. That did you pick it or did somebody throw it at you? Right. So something, I think, spontaneous is a good thing. I remember my mom and I were talking about it when, when we were on our vacation. And every day, we were not expecting to do something, but it blossomed in. And to me, that's a good spontaneous or adventure that's thrust upon you. I say we add spontaneous to thrust. I think I hope that doesn't come out sounding somehow, you know, <laughs> untowards. Right? I think his point is well taken. Like once we were in Vegas and we were not aware of... A, Fremont Street? Yes. <laughs> but the taxi driver told us about it, and I said, okay, we'll go. And it was the best part of the trip. Really? Well, I don't know, because I like biking in the canyons, but I digress too far now. <laughs> so I like, his, I like his addition that it doesn't have to be negative. And my view is that it probably starts negative, but we need to turn it around in our head. It's a mental thing. Yeah. That's May what I, bring I, up I don't know. That's interesting. May I bring up something, Sensei, that I, I, you, you told me many, many years ago that has suddenly come back into my head that I think is relevant to this situation. And uh, you told us once this, uh, this metaphor of a spider and a fly. Mm -hmm. We've talked about having seeing the adventures in the mundane. We've talked about seeking adventure, going out to adventures. Now we're talking about adventures thrust upon them. The notion that the, the spider sort of sets their web, that's a lot of maintenance. That's a lot of daily having to constantly build the same web over and over again. Mm -hmm. But for a spider, it's Every web is novel. No two webs are ever the same, even though it's the same activity. Uh, flies have to go and seek adventure wherever they go. And now I guess both of them have different kinds of adventures spontaneously thrust upon them. For the fly, it might be getting caught in a spider's web, which is bad. But for the spider, it might be a fly getting stuck in their web instead. And that's a great adventure to spontaneously <laughs> stick upon them. The spider is, is very happy that happens. But I just came back into my head that you told, uh, you told me about that years ago. And it seemed relevant to the notion of adventure. Hmm. That's interesting. That's great. It's absolutely great. And I'm going to um, take up for the fly here and say, yeah, but he could land on a picnic. That would be right? a fan. That's a fantastic spontaneous adventure. Great, what a thing to stumble upon. That's, that's a great true. day for a fly. Okay. Um, I'm not really sure I can make a segue between insects and internal growth. <laughs> <laughs> Seems interesting. So, hey, there's an adventure right in front of me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I'm just going to skip right to it and say we are going to talk about whether you do or do not consider internal growth to be adventurous. And if it's okay, I'm going to start. And I'm going to start by saying that back when I was an advanced white belt, I sat in class and I listened to the senseis talk about the virtues, the rules, setting goals, taking chances. And I got to thinking what a wonderful adventure 
for an obsessive person like me. And bonus, I don't have to go anywhere to do it. It doesn't cost a dime. And it has been adventurous for me, personal, sometimes frustrating, sometimes rewarding. And one of my favorite parts is that it never ends. Hmm. It's just a constant. So what do you think about that? Start me out, Sensor Jackie. What I heard when I was very young is that, or young in karate, that you can do this whether you're, uh, you have no limbs whether you're blind, whether you have anything that incapacitates you, or whether you're a full-bodied person, the adventure is there within you. Hmm. And there is nothing that can stop it except yourself. True. Uh, Keep me going here, Landon. Well, I think internal growth could definitely be a great adventure. Seeing yourself grow is also something that is very important to confidence and how you act. And I think that's an adventure. Good one. Take it Absolutely. home. The internal growth, that's that's the hardest adventure. That's the one that, and I feel like it only gets harder uh, over time. You know, it's like almost like the longer you put off this adventure, the longer the road becomes. But it's, it is certainly the, the longest lasting one. I don't think that adventure ever finishes. I don't think there's a destination at the end. But it is the, the most difficult, the most rewarding, and by far the most prevalent adventure, the most common kind of adventure at the same time. It's a vital adventure everyone needs to take, no matter how old you are. I love it. So what I'm hearing is, I'm not that unusual. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Well, I wouldn't say that, Sensei. <laughs> that unusual, Sensei. <laughs> okay. Now that we've figured out what we think adventure is, and by the way, we're right. What does the dictionary say, Landon? Well, Sensei, I don't love what dictionary.com says. An unusual and exciting, typically hazardous experience or activity. A site called Your Dictionary says, an adventurous person is someone who is willing to take chances. And I really like that. Yeah, I like that better too, don't you guys? I do. Absolutely. I think it goes well with what the website ptypes.com says about an adventurous personality style. It's about courageous, uh, about living in the moment, enjoying thrills, not influenced by haters, very important, not worrying about others. It's about being the mischief maker and it's about keeping moving. Okay, I'm going to go way back and I'm going to say the words I take umbrage with in that first dictionary are typically hazardous. It could be hazardous, but it it doesn't, I don't know if I like the word typically there, right? Seems like they're a Debbie Downer. (laughs) <laughs> I say that. Like, Too true. Typically, typically hazardous. Like good one. Very good. And also on the things that you said, Mark, where you were talking about being courageous and living in the moment. Boy, those are things we talk about all the time mm. on this podcast, don't we? And living in the moment is so important. But I haven't spent a lot of time talking about not being influenced by haters. And you were right, Mark. That is an important one. Yes, and we, we see it every day, especially in social media. It influences you even when you don't realize that it's just barraging you. Hmm. And it makes me want to sing Taylor Swift. Shake it off. Shake it off. Fine. Let don't smile go. at that. Let it go. <laughs> I, no. thought it was, I thought it was funny. I personally love Taylor Swift. So I thought it was very relevant. Are you a, a tea swizzle? See, I don't know uh, what her fans are called, but I do. I think thought it was called Swifties. 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 Ah. I thought it was a Swifty. That's what I think. So. I do think that song... The video of it and the words of it are are really good for young people. 
because it is hard for young people to shake off being judged. And I'm saying at all ages, it's tricky. And especially in that movie, Sing, when they use it and the animated character shakes off the problem. Really? I don't remember that part. And I did watch that movie. Did I like that part? Yes, you loved it. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that there's a website called SWNS.com? Are we back on track? Yes. Oh, we are back on track. And Jackie's going to pull us around. We're all right. Okay, I'm ready. These are the signs that you are an adventurous person. You like to embrace new experiences. You like to be spontaneous. And you are curious. Hmm. Okay, take each one of those three characteristics, embracing new experiences, being spontaneous and being curious, right? Yes. And rate yourself on those. Like my curiosity level is 10, but my embracing new experience, it's more like six. And my being spontaneous is probably about the same. I'll fall into routine before I will be spontaneous, right? So I can only give myself a five or a six on that one. What do you think? I would probably give myself an eight on embracing new experiences, a seven on being spontaneous, and a 200 million on being curious. (laughs) Love to learn. Okay, go, Mark. I I definitely feel I embrace new experiences. I always say I'll try anything twice for science. So I'm going to put myself at at a big old nine for that. But as far as being spontaneous, I'm down to a boring five or six. Because, you know, I like my tea at 8.30 in the morning. And woe be, woe be to those who get in the way of my kettle. Speaking um, of Bilbo Baggins. Speaking of Bilbo Baggins. But as far as being curious, uh, there's everything has something interesting to learn about it, even if it's a boring thing up front. Uh, so I'm putting myself back up at eight for curiosity. Okay. Take us home on that one, Cynthia Jackie. Well, I'm definitely curious. But... Sometimes the other two, I'm really low on. And that is my daily adventure to try and work on that. And that brings me a wonderful segue to repeat what I said in the podcast that brought us here. I said that day that Master Collegian told me many, many years ago, for one person, it is a tantamount adventure just to get out of bed. (laughs) And for another, it's climbing Everest. Us. And one is not superior to the other. They are equally important. They are equally adventurous. They are equally respectable. Us. And so what that capsule here is, whatever is your adventure is your adventure, right? Go for it. That's it. So we're at the end of the show. And I believe, Landon, you're going to start me out with some grown-up saying. <laughs> I No, it's a quote I heard, and I really like it. It's by Rachel Wolchin. If we were meant to stay in one place, we'd have roots instead of feet. Mm. That was a really good one, Landon. I'm not sure that we can follow you in your grown-up moment there, Landon. But if you would like to add a joke, you can join us in joke okay. telling too. And Sensei Mark, start us out. All right. Well, I will uh, go with a classic of uh, my dad <laughs> loving to recount his adventures. Uh, one time he told me that he hiked into the mountains, he sat on a rock, and he wondered all night where the sun had gone. And then it dawned on him. Ah! <laughs> That's good. That's one of our best jokes we've had on this podcast. <laughs> okay, where are we headed, Sensei Jackie? Did you know that rabbits will tell you that raising kids is a hair-raising experience? <laughs> oh. I, I think I'm going 
down one rung on the ladder of funny when I say, what do you call an underwater adventure with a Great Dane? What do you call it? Scooby diving. (laughs) I gave my own drum roll there. And what do you call an adventure who gives out money? What? Indiana loans. Oh. And a 10-year-old girl created that one. And that's the only thing that makes that joke. Okay. Okay, guys. Time for me to thank you, Sensei Mark. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. It was quite the adventure in its own right. (laughs) And with that, it's time for us to say goodbyes. Start me out, Mr. Landon. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. See you soon. And I'm Sensei Michelle, signing off. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.